Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That's it. I'm not touching it anymore. That's it. It's the, the podcast begins now. Begin! Welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. I'm Tyler. And this week, we're going to be doing our CEDH set review for the new set, Phyrexia All Will Be One. All Will Be One. That's what it's called. Yeah. All Will Be Two. I thought all, it was two. No, no, no. It's certainly one. I'm all sure All Will it. Be Two, Fast Electric and Two Boogaloo. Furious. All oh. Will Be One Fast and One Furious, and it's Elish Norton, and she's pissed. She's the one. She's furious. Yeah, she's, she's furious. furious. Oh, she's okay. fast and she's furious. Let's talk about it. <laughs> right. All will be one. All right. Roll I, the tape. Gail Gadot plays <laughs> Hellish Norn. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start off this time. Um, you know, we normally do these by color, but this time we're going to do it by type here. So yeah, why are we switching it up? Uh, because the first three cards that we would have talked about were just going to be Winota cards. Oh, and this okay. way we get to... Let's <laughs> base them out a little bit <laughs> Yeah, now. we get to pepper in Winota cards now this time instead of exclusively talking about one deck. So we're going to start off with Skrelve. How do you say this card, Tyler? Tyler, help Skrelv. us out. I think Skrelve. It's Skrelve. Yeah. That's, that's how I read it. it. It's just a bunch of... Just consonants shoved together. You are just going to love Russian. Spell it for me real quick. S-K-R-E-L-V. Yeah, that does seem tricky. Okay, what does this one do? Uh, So this is a white for a 1-1 legendary artifact creature, Phyrexian Might. It has Toxic 1, which says players dealt combat damage by this creature also get a poison counter. Uh, It can't be blocked. And for a Phyrexian white mana and tap it, you can choose a color. Another target creature you control gains Toxic 1 and Hexproof from that color until end of turn. It can't be blocked by creatures of that color until un- end of turn. It's not protection because you could still enchant it. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, no. It has Hexproof. So, no. You still can't <laughs> you still enchant can't it. Enchant Shit. <laughs> no. Damn it. <laughs> well, funny enough, we're talking about a Winota card right away, right? That is, oh, yeah. Is that we're why we're talking about this card? Immediately a Winota card here. It has Toxic. I don't think Toxic is going to do anything, though, right? No. Toxic is just bad Infect, and we already have Infect cards. From what I can tell, Toxic is just less good because pump spells don't work with it. But we should make sure to say that every time we see Toxic on a card. Every time. Toxic's not good, yeah, right? Toxic's not good. Okay, no, Toxic yeah. just is make not sure good. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, probably there is is a way to make it good-ish, but I don't think it just the the reward doesn't seem worth it. No, and especially for a format as powerful as CEDH, we're gonna notice a theme with this where there's not gonna be a lot of toxic cards, and we're not gonna see a lot of the cards that reward you for having poison counters on other people. Right. Those cards will probably be good in Commander and maybe other formats, but they're not going to be good in CDH. Like draft, yeah, like standard, <laughs> sealed, yeah. uh, limited. Is standard uh, still a format? Did standard. they give up yet? Uh, no, they're, they're, oh, still, they're still trying. trying. They're okay. still trying. They're still living on a prayer. Apparently, that's what holds magic together. I don't know. So doesn't seem like it to me. What else does this card do, though, besides so being— So this card is already basically seen play in Winota as Mother of Runes and Giver of Runes, too. This one is one that 
does trigger Winota exactly. when you attack. It's, it is not a human, so it has the significant upside of uh, of triggering Winota on attacks, even though it has the significant downside of being worse than Mother of Ruins or Giver of Ruins. That yeah. is true. It is, it's a mana plus a tap it, right? Oh, no, that's a Phyrexian, it's so a it's Phyrexian, two life and yeah. tap it. So that two life is not going to be that's no, not gonna really be relevant. But it, is, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's yeah. technically worse. We just talked over each other a lot. That was my fault. I apologize. It's fine. I'll just. I just was going to keep on going with it and kind of making it a bit. Hopefully no, we won't have you an talk. Echo, I'm gonna keep on, but okay. I think we're just, we probably will. <laughs> All right. Um, it's a legendary creature, though. Is this worth it ever as a commander? No, no, no. Okay, we don't have to talk about that. Then. No, okay. I, I don't need Mother of Runes in the command zone. I feel like there's just better things I want in the command zone. Maybe we'll talk about one of those a little bit later for Mono White. I don't know. But yeah, I agree. This is a this is a Winota triable card. I don't know if it's going to be like incredible, but it's worth trying. And yeah, it's 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 got to be good. Like a third Mother of Runes is just good enough. I can't. Be and this bad, does some right? extra stuff. So our next card is Canker Bloom. This is one in a green for a creature Phyrexian fungus. <laughs> Good. All right. I'm glad it's at least a fungus, so the name makes sense. Right. Yeah. This is a three-two. It has an ability for one generic mana. What? Wait. I can't let that slide. What? It does not make sense. It <laughs> Why does, not? Kinker bloom doesn't make sense because fungi don't bloom. <laughs> okay. The fruit yeah. and body doesn't <laughs> bloom. True. I just meant it was like a, a gross, goopily name. That's all. But I, I see what. Yeah. No. Okay. Fine. Well, because yeah, canker is well, at least it's goopily. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a goopily word. It's a goopily fungus. Oh. And but. cankers are like your teeth. So and I don't know how that. This makes thing any probably sense doesn't even has teeth, right? It, I'm looking at. Do you this. see any teeth? I don't see any teeth. Do you <laughs> well, see any teeth? it's important teeth? to look to make sure the fungus don't we have, have teeth. to see. If they the could fungus be have teeth, that they could, could be something. serrated. They could be like flatter, like an omnivore. Canker has to do with plenty of things that aren't teeth. Yo, no, yeah, canker isn't a teeth thing. It's oh, a you're lip right, thing. like a canker sore. A canker sore is a lip thing. Right, but I'm saying it, canker is is a word in general. This is a word that is separate from just medical application. What does it mean? It means lip. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Canker I, I think it's just like sore. your whole mouth area because it doesn't mean like your teeth oh, yeah. and then your lips. We try to guess what it means. And eyes and ears and tips and yeah, teeth. Yeah, I think it means lip. I'm going to yeah, go I with think, lip. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I All agree. Right. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, Tyler. What does this card do? Um, so <laughs> All right. So this card has text. For one mana, you can sacrifice it and choose one. Destroy an artifact, destroy an enchantment, or proliferate. Oh, okay, yeah, this is Cathar Commando, kind of. Yeah, it's it's worse because it doesn't have flash. Right. But there's a green one that's a werewolf that was printed in a recent yes. set that does he play. And that, now, this is strictly better than. I don't know about Outland strictly Liberator. because Outland yes. Liberator. That one transforms into a creature that can make that effect no, all the time. No, it's strictly better because you don't have to track day and night for the rest of the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which okay. is a strict that's that's a great so you're right about strictly that. better. Yeah, no, okay, I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah this card's great. I think this card's going to see some play. Although it is strange that, um, what's the other one? The one manic, the caterpillar? What's the caterpillar uh, caustic caterpillar. that's a card that i always wish kind of saw a little bit more play especially in like a ranger captain world i feel like being able to get caustic caterpillar would be great hey haywire might also is in this haywire same, boat, same boat also costs one not two yes so i to me this is more akin to rex age because you're ultimately paying three to activate it in decks that I play, which is pretty much just Kinnon, um, I still want Rex Age because I want yeah. the ETB. Yeah. Maybe if you're playing like Thrasios Tevich Sot, where like the proliferate might come up, maybe that's something. Thrasios Tevich See, I disagree. I feel like mm. the proliferate is not really prolif pro. Yeah, proliferate. Prolif I thought you said proliferate. Proliferate. <laughs> that sounds funner. That <laughs> does. It does sound much funner. Proliferate. Yeah. Pol proliferate. <laughs> I think that the least relevant text on this card is the proliferate. 
Oh, well, sure. Yeah, yeah I don't definitely. think it's going to come up like like ever. Like, yeah, I feel like even if you are playing Lord Windgrace or... Oh, yeah, I definitely Tavish, agree. Like, but I'm saying that's the only reason why I can imagine you ever putting this deck in your first in the first place, if the proliferate means anything. Because otherwise, there's just, like, other better options. Unless proliferate might do something in your well, deck. Well, yeah, I mean, now you're in a color combination that has you'd besage you and right. nature's claim like the one mana options yeah. for this but it's it's in the realm of playability it's like other cards you that want, see play if you are maybe playing like timda and like the creature body matters too that could also forever argument small creature you can play in timda i use that argument all the time all right well our next card here is soulless jailer this is two mana for an artifact creature phyrexian golem exclusively talked about phyrexian cards so far uh it's an 04 it says permanent cards in graveyards can't enter the battlefield players can't cast non-creature spells from graveyards or exile this card's fucking nuts this is interesting it's a bad rate two mana is not great because this is kind of like grafter but it's much worse because that also blocks libraries whereas this is only graveyards yes that is uh true true that it, is true it blocks, um spells from exile i think too right uh, it's it is from exile too. So you also do stop food chain. The only reason I think why this is maybe considerable, obviously, it's Winota. This can be played in Winota. This is an effect that Winota wants, but it doesn't stop the part of um Grafter's cage that Winota doesn't want. But it does stop the other stuff because obviously Winota wants to use the top of library stuff. So maybe this sees play there, but I, I'm still not sure. I'm not sold on it. I think after. Recently putting together a non-white stack stack in rough stacks colors, I feel like this is still something else that helps boost those archetypes. I can see that. Like a green-black is not a very supported stack stack if you're not playing Nath. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of limited on options. So having like another way to stop Underworld Breach wins, I think is two thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, speaking of... Uh, Two color stacks decks that aren't in good stacks colors. Our next card is Glissa Sunslayer. <laughs> I wonder why this is on your mind, Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a one, a green, and a black for a three-three legendary Phyrexian zombie elf. Uh, it has first strike and death touch. The legendary uh, combo right there. Uh, and when she deals combat damage to a player, you choose one. You draw a card and lose a life. You destroy an enchantment, or you can remove up to three counters from target permanent. This is kind of cool, I think. I think it's terrible. You think it's... <laughs> I think it's absolutely awful. Yeah. Cards in CDH that cost three mana and say when this deals damage but don't have haste are are just not Yeah. Good. No. So so here's here's part of the problem is that we were a little bit starved for like really good CEDH commanders. So this became an option for what we are going to be playing on the channel here. Sure. Yeah, not yeah. only that, but also my casual deck is Glissa, the the second Glissa, the trader. So naturally, I wanted to... This is sounding increasingly personal, Cameron. It really is more <laughs> on, a, on a personal thing. But, like, it's not the worst, right? Like It's you not have... the worst. It does a couple things. It does a couple things. It draws cards at a pretty poor rate, but it draws them nonetheless. Second, in a, like, a Rhystic Study world, which more and more lately, I feel like that's the type of CDH I've been playing, that destroy a target and shaman effect might come up kind of much. I don't even remember what the other ability is. I don't think it's very good. Uh, so it removes three counters from a permanent, and there's actually a couple things that <laughs> makes nothing. this okay. Um, so there are things that have upkeep costs where you put counters on them, like... Um, 
like Infernal Darkness. Listen to this. Oh. Yeah, remember this card? Yeah, <laughs> two and two black for an enchantment. Cumul- cumulative upkeep. What? What is that word? <laughs> cumulative. Jesus, how do you say this time. word? Cumulative. Kevin, you say this word correctly all the time. I never say this word. I always go around <laughs> saying this cumulative? word. Cumulative? Cumulative? Yeah, no. Well, I've never said that. You yeah, can go no. through all of the footage yeah, and no, play I've away. I've never said that. You can go through all of the footage you've played away for the past like three years now, and I've never said never. cumulative. <laughs> Okay. On the channel, I've, I just say on it. my upkeep. Yeah. <laughs> so it has cumulative you upkeep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you pay a black and a life. All mana producing lands pay black instead of their normal mana. So you can kind of like it's kind of like your blood moon that you can increasingly make cheaper for yourself if you're able to get him with Glissa. That is something that this card does. Yeah. Yes. The problem is the color combination does not have any good ways to force Glissa to get in. Yeah. But you like the the main reason is that you have card advantage in the command zone. You can get in in like a Timna like fashion, yeah. only for Glissa, unfortunately. But it's card draw. It's something. It's not nothing. It's not great though. Agreed. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, well, we're gonna stay on the theme of other Phyrexians that we will be playing as commanders from this set. This is Elish Norn, Mother of Machines. Four and a white for a legendary creature, Phyrexian Praetor. This is a four seven with vigilance. Very familiar so far. If a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. Permanents entering the battlefield don't cause abilities of permanents your opponents control to trigger. So this is two cards stapled on top of each other. What are the cards? It's Phyrex... It's Panharmonicon. <laughs> That's what it is. And... Torpal Orb. There we go. Torpal Orb, yes. Okay, yeah. We got there. This one's interesting. I think as a commander, it does a couple things really nicely. It shuts off Thassa Oracle and Docks Dead Distortionist, which is the big one. In a command zone, we haven't seen that yet, so that is something relevant that it does. I really don't know how great that is. This is like a five-mana sorcery speed commander. That's not excellent. And the effects that you have to play with Elish Norn to get, like, the bonuses that she delivers, I feel like there's just not a ton of relevant ones in CDH. Like, there's some, um, like, Le- a... Leona Relic Warder. Re- Leona Relic Warder type of effects that are that make it look pretty good. It makes some of your removals two-for-ones and stuff. But it, it does... It feels a little slow. I feel like it's not quite as good as something like a Heliod. But the effect is really unique on a commander, so I think it's, like, worth exploring a little bit. Do you want to add that uh, Torpor Orb is creatures only? This is permanence entering That's relevant. the battlefield. Yeah. Um, so that is relevant. But also, it's permanence entering the battlefield don't cause abilities of permanence to trigger. So that means they don't trigger it themselves either. So this does shut down Thassa's Oracle and other relevant things. That's what I said. Did it sound like Did I said that? I said that, but maybe it sounded like I said the opposite of that. I said, yeah, it shuts off things like Dockside Distortion oh. and Thassa's Oracle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. You're that. not paying attention. I'm kind of boring. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that is one yeah. of its biggest, I think, pulls, is that it shuts off Thassa's Oracle and um, Dockside Extortionist, which are like the two most played creatures in our format Yo. right from the command zone. Oh, no, not Esper Sentinel. That's a cast. No, That's yeah, it's not, not Esper Sentinel. Five mana is a lot, though. All right, so the next one here is Atraxa Grand Unificer. It has to be how that's Unifier. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep, Unifier. That's what it is. I don't know, Artificer, Unificer, I don't know. So this is three, a green, a white, a blue, and a black for a 7-7 legendary Phyrexian Angel with Flying, Vigilance, Death Touch, and Lifelink. When Atraxa enters the battlefield, reveal the top 10 cards of your library. For each card type, you may put a card of that type from among them and put it in your hand. 
put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. I didn't read it exactly <laughs> verbatim, and that's why I got tripped up, but I fixed it. You did great, Kim. Thanks. This card's great. Uh, well, it's not great, but it's a food chain outlet. That's why it's great. It's, yeah, that's why it's great. Um, the only main issue with it is uh, you're not in red, which is kind of a bummer. But if you can make infinite creature mana with food chain, you can flicker this in and out and throughout many times go through your whole deck and you can get all the cards from your deck and put it into your hand. That's pretty good. Um, the issues with this one is, is it seven mana? And you ha it doesn't do anything until you cast that seven mana. Why not just play first chain food sliver? Like, why not just play the first sliver instead? Because that one is five colors and what? First chain food sliver. First chain food sliver. That's what We've it is. We've said that so many times. <laughs> why not just play the first sliver? Because first sliver is five colors. It's five mana. If you want to come in, it doesn't do anything besides that. I, I would say this one actually kind of does something. If you want to grind, you're in like heavy green. You can get the seven mana kind of easily and just kind of cast this for value. It'll draw three or four cards. It has a huge body. You can put a lot of pressure on people. That seven mana is, like I said already, it's it's a lot. But this kind of does something, whereas first sliver doesn't do anything, really. You cascade into a counterspell. Yeah. Then you have a, a the same stats, a 7-7, seven, seven, but that one doesn't have, yeah, flying, death touch, and lifelink, which the, the vigilance and lifelink are, like, the two most relevant parts on the card. Yeah, that's huge. Get yourself back into an ad nauseum situation if you need to. Yeah, and I'm sure there's probably some other things that this commander does that we haven't even seen yet. The fact that its ability is so abusable, if you can repeat any type of ETB or something, I'm sure there's going to be some other things you can do with the Traxa. There aren't any good blink cards, are there? Yeah, they can't be now. Do you think that it's better to have black than red in the four-color decks? Like, where yeah. do you pit this you, against Omnath. the Omnath? Not, yeah. not in Food Chain, I don't think, because Squee is just is just so good. But. Squee is good, but also Demonic Consultation is really like, good. Like, Demonic this Consultation Tainted and Tainted Pact, like, for me, are, like, really solidified. Black being one of the better Food Chain colors. And I would say one of Squee's good reasons for why it's good is because you can Entomb for it. So if you're not playing black with the Squee, Squee loses half of a point. Yeah, true. Um, But uh, the, the Tainted Pact line is much more dangerous when you don't have squeeze so kind of same thing the other way if you don't have three targets that you might hit before you hit the food chain there's a chance that you don't hit any of them before you hit chain because in the other deck you only run two so that is something it's it's close i'm not sure which one's better i would say black tutors are better than red tutors so maybe that's the difference that way but generally i mean it's really just you lose out on dockside extortionist and squee and and dockside is huge especially if you're in a food chain deck and you're making infinite creature mana dockside kind of solves all your problems of like wanting to make sure that you can back up your stuff afterwards if you need to you know what i mean you might only need like two treasures right but dockside makes that super super easy um there are other things that do it but dockside is just the best at it it's the best losing so losing that sucks but other than that you know other than all of those issues that we just talked about attraction seems really great and good yeah Seems like another another good option that you have for this period. Yep. Um, All right. So the last commander that we're going to be playing is Ovika, Enigma Goliath. And a, a Goliath it is. This is five, a red and a blue for a 6-6 six, six legendary creature, Phyrexian Nightmare. Every single creature we talked about is a Phyrexian. Hell yeah. Uh, flying ward three mana and pay three life that's really expensive and it also says whenever you cast a non-creature spell create x one one red phyrexian goblin creature tokens where x is the mana value of that spell they gain haste until end of turn so the whole thing is this is a, a dramatic scepter isochron scepter yeah this outlet. is, a, is this, outlet. yeah it sure is an outlet this already exists in is it i don't know if it's better than the god what's the god's name karanos nope is it a god? Maybe it's not a god. 
What on earth are you talking about? It uh for four mana the locust god. No, what's the other one that came with the locust god? For four mana, it can draw and discard and it can make a flying with haste. That is the locust. The god. locust god. The locust god does this. Yeah, is also a scepter outlet. And I'm not sure that it's better than that, but it does do a similar thing. Yeah, this one doesn't draw your deck. Instead, you could you just keep going through the loop and you just attack with creatures that way. So probably worse. So it's worse because the other one makes the creatures and draws through a lot of your. Deck. Yeah, you can draw through and your cards less. and like get and more interaction. Less. Yeah, yeah, but so it's like something else that's good but worse, but. It's still good. It's harder to deal with. Yeah. I mean, harder to deal with. Ward, no, yeah. ward three already is very high. Well, it's ward three life. No, it's ward oh, three. It's and ward three. three life. Oh, right. it's both. But the deal with it doesn't matter, right? If you have your infinite scepter combo set up, then you yeah. can just recast it if it gets dealt with. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, yes, you are correct. The ward doesn't really matter. Yeah, matter. Well, it yeah, it makes it difficult more. Yeah, it doesn't really matter because even if they do, yeah, you're right. Even if they do get rid of it, you just cast it again because you have infinite mana for the reasons why it's good. But um, I guess one thing that it has over the Locust God is its actual ability generates things without investing more mana. Whereas the Locust God, you have to invest more mana to get those things if you want to play it fair. Again, if you are going sometimes. through an infinite loop, creating yeah. infinite mana, it doesn't matter loop's as much. separate, but, but when you have to grind and the loop's not working yeah. out, this one maybe grinds a little bit better. I'm I not even sure like that's true, though, because card advantage, although that one's... It's draw two discard one, so it's not the best card advantage, but it's just still card advantage. I'm much more excited for this card in like casual settings, sure. But because yeah, yeah. in in CEDH, I'm like, well, I I would I would rather just play Jessica Crown, right? I, I get the same thing in my command zone plus card advantage too. So, but otherwise. We'll see it next week. It's definitely top 30 viable, is it, commanders in CDH? I can't argue oh. that. Yeah, top 30 for sure. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, great news. You said we were on the last commander, but in fact, there is one more. Oh, that's true. There is another creature. I knew I was going to do this. This was not on Moxfield <laughs> at the time of recording yet. One more creature. This is Unctus, Grand Meditech. Uncutus. Un Uncutus. <laughs> Is a legendary artifact creature, Phyrexian Vidalkin, 2-4. Other blue creatures you control have. Whenever this creature becomes tapped, draw a card, then discard a card. Other artifact creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And for a Phyrexian blue mana, until the end of turn, you can have target creature you control become a blue artifact in addition to its other colors and types. But you can only activate it at sorcery speed. I'm going to ask. I have no idea what this does. What is this for? I, I can tell you what it is. Give does. it to me. So um, I'm not sure how many blue creatures there are that do this, but there is at least one, and I think closer to like three blue creatures that tap to untap another target permanent, or I think one of them says just creature. Um, Fate Stitcher. That, Fate Stitcher is the, the big one um, that can target themselves. So it taps, it triggers Uncutus, um, you get to loot, um, and then its ability resolves and it untaps itself. So you can loot your entire deck and sculpt a hand from your whole deck of as many cards as you have in hand to begin with. Okay. So I think th the idea here being that you are manually um, removing your entire deck to set up for a Thoracle win, and say you do this with three cards in hand to begin with, you can be sure that at the end of that entire loop, the cards that you have in hand are Thassa's Oracle, Pact of Negation, and um, you know whatever other free counter magic. Okay. You're, you're Force running. of Will and a blue yeah, card. Well, something. Yeah. Force of Will and another blue card, sure, if you have four. But point being, you, you can sculpt the, the perfect hand that allows you to win at yeah. that moment, as long as you get one of these guys down. But there's no great haste enablers in blue, so this is a very telegraphed win. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess it, it makes... You have a couple of creatures that are like Hermit Druids, basically, and you get to play mono blue, whereas you play them, if you get to untap at them, you'll win with it, more, more likely, right? 
Basically, yeah, if you yeah, untap yeah, with the combo, the most likely you can win. Yeah, yeah. you have okay. to untap. So, like, again, like Tyler said, it is a very telegraphed yeah. win. Uh, I don't know. Maybe play like Aether Vial, and you can help sneak some mm. of these creatures in a little bit more, so that, that it's good. a little bit more surprising too. I, th- I mean, I think this is a deck where if you're trying to build a CD version, it's one of those rare ones that actually calls for lightning grease and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Um, why do we have to ban Flash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. That would make this deck. That, that would make this the best deck in yeah. the format, and not any others. Yeah. <laughs> The the problem the big problem here is that in blue you just don't have good ways to tutor for these creatures. Yeah. Because blue does not have creature tutors. So like what are you, what are you gonna do? Like run drift of phantasm so that you can transmute for a four drop? Yeah. No, that's a three drop, isn't it? It is a three it drop. Is a three yeah, drop. it is three yeah. drop. Your blue ways to tutor for creatures are very limited, especially if they're not artifact creatures, which these aren't, so yeah, it yeah, I don't yeah, it I see what it does. It does something, it's a combo that's worth thinking about. Technically those are the guidelines for what makes a CDH deck, but yeah, that's all. I don't want to. We don't have to be too negative about it. I don't have to no, keep on talking right? about why it's not good. We don't have to talk about like you know why you're gonna have people say why aren't you playing Urza or something <laughs> yeah. like that. So yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, let's move uh, on. We're gonna it's move a great with, card. If you love it, I love it for you. We're gonna move on to our single sorcery here. It's, this is this is a card that I don't know. It's Gleeful Demolition. It's one red uh, for a sorcery. You destroy target artifact. If you control that artifact, create three 1-1 one, one red Phyrexian Goblin creature tokens. So this is um, Koldotha Rebirth, except you can yeah. use it on attack mode. This card already sees play in like Razakath decks because if you need like more extra creatures creatures to tutor for, this is like one mana make three creatures, and this one can kill your opponent's artifacts. This is like great in like very, very, very low specific low-color Razakath deck. Right. Yeah, but I mean, three bodies for Razakath is really great for one mana on one card. So once once you're done with your mana crypt, yeah. you can get that out of the way. Something else that's like weird and interesting is that if you play this in Winota, you can get rid of a Graft Digger's Cage or get rid of one of your mana rocks and make three Winota attacking bodies for one mana. That's wow. kind of good. Maybe this is like the biggest like fuck you. Yeah, the sideboard card in Winota. <laughs> this is a perfect sideboard card for Winota. I feel like yeah, not that you know we get them, but still probably doesn't come into the deck until a braid is already in there. But yeah, yeah. That's true. I play a braid in my version, though. So yeah, I mean, no, I, 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 I feel like the decks, unless you have a reason to sacrifice the one ones, a braid is just the card you'd want to go yeah. for. Instant speed. But Winota, three bodies. It's really good. Upside. Three dudes, seriously? Three dudes, seriously. We have a singular instant here. This is minor misstep. This is one oh, blue boy. for an instant. Counter target spell with mana value one or less. Who wants to start? A lot of chatter about this one. Who wants to go chatter. first? Anyone? My heart fills with joy when I see one mana counter spells and then swiftly deflates when I see that they suck. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, I to me, I don't think this makes the cut um, because I think Dispel is just better. I think there's enough other narrow one blue mana counter spells that are just better. I, I don't think it'll yeah. see. So here's play. the thing. I think I think they're all better. Yeah, I think specifically thing. Swan Song and an offer you can't refuse stop basically all the things that this stops while still being able to stop a ton of other stuff. And then there's also things like Spell Pierce that do that the same and Dispel and other things that do that for one mana. Yeah, it's the range that they have for being able to play it for one mana. Like this is not a card, although the name is similar and there are a couple of similar numbers on this card i like to consider this card more like a spell snare as opposed to an actual mental misstep mental misstep is good because you can do it on your turn zero it's free that's the reason why mental misstep is good not because it counters one mana things it's good because it's free the fact that it counters one mana things that's just like this is going to counter a lot fewer turn one mystic remoras than i think a lot of people think it might Already, Spell Snare is one of the last counter spells that I personally like to go for. 
Um, I know there are a lot of good cards that can counter, but again, the, the range of the spells that can counter is very small, whereas, you know, cards like Dispel and Spell Pierce can counter ad nauseums and can get you out of a lot more situations than something like this card can. The, the way that I think about this one for CDH specifically, too, is that this one doesn't really stop as many threats as, you know, something like a Spell Snare does. Spell Snare stops Underworld Breach and Thassa's Oracle and Dockside Extortionist, and these are kind of like threats, whereas this one can really only stop mainly interaction. It can stop other spell pierces dispels offer you can't refuse this it's good at stopping those things pretty well but there's better things that stop those things pretty well in formats like legacy maybe something that, like this is a little bit better where stopping a one mana creature like a delver of secrets i don't even know if that reference is relevant anymore but stopping like a one mana threat in a 1v1 format that's like a real thing but in our format countering the esper sentinel is not as good as you think when you have to pay one mana for it and especially when more often than not like you're going to be behind in turn order you're not going to have the mana up in time for this there's going to be people when you have one up people are playing twos so you're going to be behind trying to play this and the reason why counter spells are good is because they can hit everything they're good at countering many different things this being super specific i think is yeah i don't think it's very good i think it's a trap but i'm happy to be proven wrong Oh, I'll be excited <laughs> if I'm wrong. Yeah, because I, I do really like one mana counter spells in my decks. But yeah, but I mean, if you want to find out if you should be running this in your deck, just every time you cast a mental vista from here until the end of time, ask yourself, would I still be doing this if I had to pay one mana for it? Yeah, the answer is probably going to be probably, probably like. no, right? Yeah. So all right, let's let's move past that. I'm done with the negativity. All right, we're gonna start off with the artifact that's not on Moxfield first, so that I get that one out of the way. This is a really cool one. This is synthesis pod. So this is an artifact that is three and a Phyrexian blue mana, and for one and a Phyrexian blue, you can tap it to exile a spell you control. Target opponent reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal a card with mana value equal to one plus the exiled spell's mana value. Exile that card, then that player shuffles. You may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost. Yeah, this this one is interesting because it's it's birthing pod, but like a backwards inverse it's birthing pod. Yeah, it's like on this. It's very interesting. Um, the main thing that I think is kind of cool about this is if you're playing something like a Tassiger that has a six mana value and you cast it for one mana, it's a spell that you can exile. And hopefully, maybe if one of your opponents are playing something like Appear into the Abyss, you can cast their Appear into the Abyss out of their library. Now, that's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through. It's a three-mana thing that you have to put into play and then, you know, be able to still do stuff afterwards. And your pod composition has to be, has to be super relevant. And it's target opponent. And it's target it opponent. Is target yeah. So you have to know yeah. which opponent. You have to know which opponent is playing the peer. Not Winota. Th this card is a card that... I it does something cool. I'm not exactly sure what, but it looks like other CDH cards being birthing pots, so I kind of want to look at it. I just I have no idea where the ceiling is on something like that. Well, you know, the way it's worded, Draneth Magistrate shuts it down, too. Mm, yeah, that's so true. Like one sucks. of the most played white cards in the format. <laughs> You know, shuts us down. So you're you're gonna run into that quite a bit. I do think it's neat, but I think we're on chaos wand energy here, where the mere fact ah. that the mere fact that there's so much um, variability and you you really don't know what you're gonna get makes it unplayable just because you can't rely on it to consistently add value yeah if it was your own deck who we're talking that's oh, really yeah. something i would that would be really fun yeah now now oh, we're yeah. now we're talking about like you know poly poly tyrant stuff right yeah but um you being your opponent's deck it just the magical christmas land has to be so incredible for it to line up just right and then outside of that maybe in like a counter war or something like that someone's countering a spell of yours you exile it from the stack and hope to get something else out of your opponent's deck but that i just think there's better things you could spend your mana on right 
Yeah. Maybe I, not. I mean, sometimes you're just going to flip through and get a deck tech of what your opponent's playing. Yeah. And then shuffle up. <laughs> for, for four mana for the first activation, yeah, I think that there's better stuff to be playing. Yeah, yeah, four mana is just so much, too. At that point, you should be really pivoting to winning the game, not kind of continuing to grind value. Yeah, so unless you can guarantee that this thing gets you something, I'm, I'm not enthused? Yeah, not enthused. Know. Okay. All right. The next card is Glimmer Lens. This is one and a white for an artifact equipment. It says for Mirrodin. How do you feel about the exclamation points in? It's fine. It, reminds, it's, it feels like a, it's all a pop punk band to me. Like it's a it's like a big pop punk band where they just have like an exclamation point, like Panic at the Disco. That's that's what I think of. I think it is tacky, and I am certain that the same person that decided all hounds were dogs at Wizards is the same person that thought this was acceptable to print on a card. <laughs> okay, so this is for Mirrodin. We should say what this does. When this equipment enters the battlefield, you get to create a 2-2 rebel creature token and attach it to the equipment. When equipped creature and at least one other creature attack, draw a card, and it has an equip cost for one and a white. So again, this card screams Winota to me. It, it's a two-mana creature that's not a human, so you get to trigger, and you're probably attacking with a zero-mana or a one-mana creature alongside of this. So it's kind of like a Dark Confidant. You're going to be like a two-mana creature that draws a card every turn? Is that yeah. what the thought is here? Basically, yeah. Yeah, in, in that deck. Yeah, in, in Winota specifically. Yeah. But Winota is getting to a point now where the tights are the spots are getting real tight. I don't know if something like this makes the cut over some of the other two drops. I see what you mean, though. I, 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 li I like what it does, though. The card well, draws really it's great. It's true that it doesn't have haste. That, yeah. is, that is relevant. The, the not having haste part is, is something. But I like what this does in, in maybe other decks, too, is like a Timna deck, like a Blood Pot, something like that. Does that want something like Getting this, too? Getting extra cards is good. If you're playing Arden in any capacity, this yeah. card might be Arden, something you want to consider, definitely. too. Definitely, yeah. Even if you're just in, like, kind of any low-color white deck, I feel like any type of card advantage is, like, really good right now, especially, like, a like a two-mana, like, a Dark Confidant is good in white decks, I feel like. I would I would want something like that. Too. Yeah, and what that's kind of what this one does. So yeah, I, I think this one is gonna be more playable than it looks at first glance. Plus, you have the equipment creature upside of if something does happen to it, then you can just put it on something else for its mana cost. So I don't know. I kind of like it. All right, next card. Do you wait, did you have anything else you wanted to say about that, Tyler? No. Okay. <laughs> um, the filigree silex is next. This is two mana for a legendary artifact. It has three tap abilities. First tap ability lets you put an oil counter on it. The second tap ability makes you sacrifice it to destroy each non-land permanent with mana value equal to the number of oil counters on the filigree silex. Its final one makes you remove ten oil counters from among permanents you control and sacrifice the silex to deal ten damage to any target. Don't worry about that last part. Yeah, that last part. This is Ratchet Bomb. This is a second Ratchet Bomb. Ratchet Bomb is a card that exists that I guess I, I used to see it a lot more than I do now, but it's still like maybe a playable card. It can kill a lot of things at once. Gets rid of treasures and, and fast mana. You were saying that earlier. It is a, a strictly better Ratchet Bomb, I think we determined, Yeah, because yeah. it has more words. It does have yeah. those words that are never going to come up, but sometimes you're going to be able to finish a player off. They're going to add nauseam too low, and you're going to say, ha I got you for 10 extra damage, or you may like, kill a creature that's coming at you for lethal. Not, not often. That's not going to happen happen often it's it's you no know, bullets of citadel is in the same boat yeah yeah definitely it, it can come up there's a lot of really good three drop creatures in the format too so like if you have time and you're getting this up there you can deal with like opposition agent like ranger captain and force people to yeah do things with their creatures then too so especially in, in decks that don't have easy removal like green decks and stuff like that yeah i think the vast majority of the time though you're you're certainly only cracking that four zero to yeah. destroy fast mana yeah. Right. Yeah. I think Fast Man is a big one. Maybe if you're really patient, you want to, like, if there's a couple of Mystic Remoras, can it kill enchantments? 
Yeah, it's all non-land permanent. It's blast yeah. yeah, so there's a couple of times where you maybe like wait a turn, you can kill two Mystic Moors, and that'll definitely be worth it or something like that. We're gonna move on to the enchantments, and the first one is All Will Be One, the namesake card of the set. This is three and two red for an enchantment that says whenever you put one or more counters on a permanent or player, all will be one deals damage. I can't read today. <laughs> Just today. Today? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you... I'm going to let that slide. <laughs> Whatever you put one or more counters on a permanent or player, all will be one deals that much damage to target opponent, creature and opponent controls, or planeswalker and opponent controls. Yeah, so it's kind of Warstorm Surge for counters in a weird way. Yeah, this one is um, it is a combo A plus B with like a whole bunch of other bad cards that maybe Cameron will put on screen right now. Yeah, they'll um, be up here. Flame Surge. Doesn't matter what they are. Quest they for the Flame. Who cares? Some yeah, kind. They, they're, they're all made up. They're made up. Basically, if you have this and one other permanent of several types and deal damage to someone, you can create a ricocheting effect and shooting out the whole table. That can be pretty good. There's like um, Twin Flame Dualcaster Mage. That's a mono-red combo that's like a little bit easier to do than this one. But if you're in some type of weird deck that's maybe playing stacks pieces and you're maybe like slow burning the table, I don't know if you've decided that you want to try uh, like a group slug deck in CDH, which eventually will get enough parts to do something pretty powerful. Maybe this maybe this is a combo for you. You know, maybe Mono Red Prison will become a thing. And then I know, you that, can, like, that's one of your favorite deck strategies, right? In, in modern, modern, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe I'll be able to do that in... In CDH, CDH, yeah, maybe. Then. Maybe not. Maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. not. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Probably not, but... Okay. I'll, I'll hope. I'll hope. Besides yeah. that, though, I don't know if it's doing anything else besides being a combo piece, right? No, it's yeah. just a combo piece. It's kind of just a combo piece. all that that is. Yeah. yeah. A big do-nothing five-mana combo piece. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you can find ways to, like, synthesis pod into someone else's, and then you can... <laughs> <laughs> someone else got a six-drop in their deck. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, yeah, that's good. True, yeah. true. All right, we're going to move on. Our other enchantment here is Skrelves. I forgot how to say this in the 45 minutes or 30 minutes we've been talking. What is it? Skrelves? Skrelve. Skrelve. Skrelves Hive. This is one and a white for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life and create a 1-1 colorless Phyrexian might artifact creature token with toxic one and this creature can't block it also has corrupted as long as an opponent has three or more poison counters creatures with toxic you control have lifelink yeah you what you got on what do you got you can go first <laughs> tear it in half first there you go Appar apparently might be good in winota i don't i don't pilot winota and i really don't know what it takes to make the cut to me this seems too slow personally um it costs two mana it will make a thing that can't attack the turn after it comes down because that token itself doesn't have haste. So despite the fact that it's shitting out um, little 1-1s one that you want to attack with in Winota, um, it takes two full turn cycles for you to realize the first benefit of this two-mana spell. And my instinct in CDH is that that just doesn't cut it, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of over with you. I like it. I like that it's a bitter blossom effect. It does a little extra. That last line of text with the lifelink, that's probably never going to come up or be super relevant. Um, the toxic aspect of it, you play some of the decks play Ink Moth Nexus. Maybe you get someone with 10 counters. Um, it's in the strategy of Winota. It's doing what Winota wants, which is creating Winota attackers, which is good. Casual Winota lists and casual commander. I think this is definitely going to be great, but I, I think I'm with you. It's just a little bit too slow. For me, I feel like I need shit to be doing stuff immediately in yeah. Winota. Like it needs to, the reason why I like things like Legion Warboss, which is like normally a weird CDH card, but the reason why it's so good in Winota is because it's good the turn that it comes out if Winota is already out because it gets a trigger right away because the hasty token or it assembles many tokens by like if you play Legion Warboss and then 
then the next turn you play uh, Winota, you already have two tokens. Whereas this, you have to play it, untap, get one token, untap again, then you get two tokens. So it's just, it's at a, it's at a lower rate, I think, than some of the other things. And it itself isn't a creature, which is kind of relevant that, you know. But for most of the reasons why Bitter Blossom is good, this card would be good too. Yeah. In Modern, is probably good. In is Modern, this, is yeah. This, this is, is this good in Modern? Uh, well, I mean, Bitter Blossom. I guess is Bitter Blossom is not good in Modern anymore. And like yeah, Bitter Blossom mind. makes flyers, like the flying <laughs> yeah, yeah, is really yeah, relevant on, on Bitter Blossom. But like if you are like playing Skull Clamp for whatever reason and you don't have black, like this is also a card that goes well with this. So if you're able to lean into more more token synergistic strategies i think this is something that might work out for you there's a lot of ways where if you're consistently creating tokens you can draw cards yeah so maybe that's like down the line i could see that having more upside too um but i understand where you guys are coming from like this is very slow what's the um i'm blanking on the name the thopter the red thopter maker um lieutenant uh it has lieutenant yeah what is it we can cut this part out you know what we're it not is. going to though. It's it sees playing with notice. He's playing blood pie. It uh, makes a doctor with haste if you control your commander. It itself has haste. How you spell lieutenant? L i e u. Really? Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh wow. I was way off. I was. I was way in left field. Oh, That's what you sound like. <laughs> it's wildly high. <laughs> Um, uh, loyal apprentice. Loyal apprentice. This is also just a worse loyal apprentice. Loyal apprentice makes the token right away. It itself can attack right away. It's just like a worse loyal apprentice. All that for that's all I wanted to say. Okay. We have a couple planeswalkers we're going to talk about. Uh, the first one is Tyvar Jubilant Brawler. This is one, a black and a green for a legendary planeswalker, Tyvar. It comes into play with three loyalty counters. It has a static ability that says you may activate abilities of creatures you control as though those creatures had haste. It'd be great in that uncutest deck. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fit this in. <laughs> Um, it's plus one says untap up to one target creature and it's minus two says mill three cards. Then you may return a creature card with mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. If you are playing in Golgari Hermitruid colors, I feel like, and I, I don't play Hermitruid, but I feel like this is a shoe in. Yeah, this is great in Hermitruid. I mean, it's comparable to like Lightning Greaves, you know, it is just kind of, it just is a, a haste enabler sort of for Hermitruid. Three mana versus two is a, is a pretty big difference, but this can also reanimate the Hermit Druid, and that's pretty nice. You can it does a lot more, and the untapping can reanimate a Thassa's Oracle. It can reanimate a Thassa's Oracle. Good. That's probably pretty good. It, a Dockside Extortionist. There are many good creatures that it could reanimate. Dockside is not that great, um, but yeah, I agree. And Hermit, and it's also like in good in. Um, that was a bunch of words that didn't really make a lot of sense. But what I meant to say was Bloom Tender. If you're like in a Bloom Tender deck or something like that, if you're playing Elk and you can net mana with that ability, that can be kind of good. That's kind of, you know, Magical Fairyland. But Cephalid Illusionist. Cephalid Illusionist. I don't okay, know. Like sure. that's something else that deals with milling and maybe you want to be able to get that back too. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. I understand what you're saying now because if you're in like a Hermit Druid type of deck, yeah. That might be something that you want. That might be something that you want. This is kind of is a little bit of a glue. It ties a lot of loose ends together from a couple different 
different strategies that loosely relate. I think it's I think it's going to be interesting. And you're playing in mana dork colors, so if you do get your bloom tender, this can also untap mana dorks too. So when you're not reanimating things, it's also netting you mana. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to see lately, like what like a CDH planeswalker would have to look like. And I feel like this is kind of it. Like it's it's static ability is relevant right away. It's um, plus one ability can sometimes help pay for itself, which is pretty good. It's make it a lot cheaper than three mana if you're untapping the dork that um, you, you used to cast it. And its other ability is like a pretty substantial, like that can win you the game. That can get a fast oracle back or something like that. Like that upside is, it can be an, ult an ultimate. It's not going to feel like it because it's so tiny, but like it can do some really good things. So I I'm excited to see where this Goose card goes. You know, if we're just naming other cards that it goes well with, like <laughs> Divining Witch, giving Divining sure. Witch haste. If oh, like if you something? have Fastest Oracle in your hand, but oh. Divining Witch is in your graveyard, you can reanimate the Divining Witch. You can pay two for that. That's pretty good. Get your thing. Yeah. Tap Oryx Herd. Who? Oryx Herd. I don't know that one. <laughs> oh, notorious CDH staple Oryx Herd. The oh, six yeah. mana Oryx from. Uh, from I'm not from what are the cold what's it called snap <laughs> it could have been yeah i believe you yeah. i believe you it's just like, it doesn't have a tap ability as a creature it's just nice to have it on tap so it can block oh, oh 100%. of course yeah, yeah. yeah. pseudo vigilance yeah, yeah. the best part of this card that we haven't talked about yeah um yeah but yeah i, I think this does a lot three mana is kind of expensive in cdh this is like that's just like kind of a, an expensive amount of mana you could be casting like necropotence or something like that but i i still think because it can kind of pay for itself by untapping mana dorks like i said i think that makes this one kind of interesting Cool. We have another Planeswalker, surprisingly, here. This is Jace the Perfected Mind. This is two, a blue, and a Phyrexian blue for a legendary Planeswalker Jace. It has completed. Uh, Phyrexian mana can be paid with either blue or two life. If life was paid, this Planeswalker enters with two fewer loyalty counters. Its plus one ability says until your next turn, up to one target creature gets minus three minus zero classic jace ability minus two uh says target player mills three cards then if a graveyard has 20 or more cards in it you draw three cards otherwise you draw a card and minus x says target player mills three times x cards that's that's the one that's the ability that we care about that minus x being able to kill itself and mill yourself kind of acts as another brain freeze if you have underworld breach and lion's eye diamond you can keep on casting this and milling yourself with the ability putting it back in the graveyard recasting it because underworld breaches out it acts as a second brain freeze i think that's kind of neat is it enough worse than brain freeze that it just doesn't get run or if i think it's i'm thinking of it as like a second brain freeze where just like you just have another one of these effects you're right it might not see play because it's just it is worse than brain freeze i think brain freeze is better storm is better instant speed's better but it there's i haven't seen another card that does what brain freeze does except for like grinding station and grinding station needs another little piece to work with it too now if you have four mana for this you can immediately mill yourself for 15 yeah which a lot of the times that's a that's a not necessarily the highest brain freeze, but what the decks that would want this are trying to do is combo this with Underworld Breach to basically build your own ad nauseum. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does get there. I think you probably don't ever cast it for the four mana cost, right? You cast it for the three mana cost, you neg, neg uh, X where X is three, you're milling nine. So if you're using an LED to cast it and you're using escaping three cards to cast itself, then you're netting three additional cards to be able to escape something else yeah. with each cycle. of. It. At that point, it fuels Underworld Breach, but you also want to make sure like you have other stuff. Like it can't, it can't. Only milling for nine. I've milled like myself for 30 and not been able to piece something together, right? Like there's like in milling yourself for nine is certainly a lot of cards, but you have to use a lot of them to keep it going. 
to yeah right just to even cast one off underworld breach so it's just interesting that we have another one of these effects we're getting towards the realm of like being like just like i mean getting towards i'm just gonna say like we're getting towards the realm of like you can just be on turbo underworld breach but we're already there you know what i mean it just it might be nice to not have to demonic tutor for your brain freeze and instead you would just have another you know not have to cast a tutor for the brain freeze instead you just have another copy of a different type of brain freeze i think that redundancy ends up being a lot more powerful than people give credit for in cdh absolutely do you think you're ever gonna mill someone for three cards and then draw three do you think that's ever gonna come i up? hope not maybe, maybe maybe drawn three would be great but no probably not probably not in this way yeah okay um, we have a land. We have a land. Let's talk about a land. Yeah, the Mycosynth Gardens. Uh, this is a land. It's a sphere. Is this our first sphere land? Might be. I don't. I've never seen a sphere land. What are the shapes of all the other lands? Just flat, right? Flat, like the They're Earth. Like yeah. two. Oh God! Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, lands are flat. Yeah, like the Earth. Just like. Uh, well, there you have it. This is the Plato Win's official stance. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take it back. You can't take it back. Shit, it is too late. It. Yep. Um, so this is this is uh, against all science here. This is a sphere land. All right. Um, you tap it to add a colorless mana. Um, you can also pay one to tap it to add a mana of any color. You can also pay X and tap it to have the Mycosynth Gardens become a copy of target non-token artifact you control with mana value X or less forever it stops right there it's a game it says you can have another copy of thorn of amethyst or another copy of some other artifact you just really tap good. it and it can be a second mana crypt for you yeah. mana crypt that is yeah now functions as a mana crypt i, I think this might be something one. i think it could be too yeah copying artifact sure is good i mean uh some decks run copy artifact which costs two to do this and using a land drop to do that instead perfectly relevant this is one of those lands that probably feels fine to pitch to mox diamond in the right situation but in you know or in the wrong situation yep. in the right situation it feels great to be playing it and copying one of your mana rocks or something yeah it's, it seems good it's really good uh, it's a seedborn muse if you can copy one of your big rocks and make even more mana oh yeah oh yeah that's true i even kind of like it uh even after mox diamond because you can turn it into a mox diamond you don't have to discard another card guess that's what true. guess what deck probably wants to run this card what cannon duh oh holy fucking shit yeah yeah, definitely. If you have, if you're like a crop rotation deck, I feel like this is a little bit interesting as like a, a little extra one. It's kind of if you're in like three, four, or five colors, maybe not. Right? Ooh, wait. Does it stop being a land, or it just starts being an artifact? Also, it becomes a, a copy, copy of, of target non-token artifact. So it is yeah, no okay, it does longer stop being a land. It stops okay, yeah. being a land. Yeah, it taps to become a tapped version of the thing. So it's not great at copying mana rocks, but it's pretty good at copying Thorn of Amethyst or Stax effects or something like that. I think there's a lot of like one and two color decks where it's almost totally free to just throw this in and have this be another mana mana rock for when you need it nath if i was still playing nath i feel like i would want to play this card yeah nath has a couple of artifacts that work as decent stacks pieces this can bonuses making extra mana it's a crop rotation deck i think this yeah something like nath might like yeah seems good honorable mentions are the fast lands we're doing those at the end yeah we're doing them at the end yeah right on time i forgot to say them at the beginning yeah their fast lands are reprints these c play in some decks i think they should maybe see playing more decks i think they're great they're more often than not they're going to be untapped mana sources if you're playing a fourth land we're like way in late game anyway who cares yeah we're looking at like really good in like the 27 28 land count decks yeah i think this one's great especially if you're trying to go fast cool well i'm glad we're petering out now because (laughs) we don't have any other cards to talk about here what do we what do we what do we think about this set everybody how do we feel about 
all will be one in general. I think we, we maybe, I hope we didn't come off too negative about the set. I think the set's awesome. The art direction is super cool. There's a lot of sweet cards that look like they'll be good in like standard and like regular casual commander and other formats. I feel like, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Uh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have a lot for formats that I play and care about. So I'm not particularly excited about this one. I do think it's cool flavor wise. I like what's going on with the art. Absolutely. I'm with you on a lot of those elements, but I think this is, Probably one of the least CDH exciting sets we've had in a while, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, that's probably true. Which is fair. I mean, let's be honest. We've been spoiled over the past year by somebody in R&D who yeah. plays CEDH and has been printing these staples over the past two yeah. years. And, and I also just want to stress that there's a lot of Phyrexian mana in this set, and we didn't talk about any of them being broken. So either we're, like, really wrong because those cards have been misevaluated in the past, or they did something really great and made that style of mana, like, playable and not broken, which I thought was, like, damn near impossible. I so think they did a good job of trying to fix Phyrexian, I mean, Phyrexian mana, whereas now it gives you slight bonuses as opposed to making something like completely free. Yeah, that was the issue. Is like the, yeah. is the things like mental. Now mistaping. it's like you still have to pay mana for the creature, but yeah, the ability can be free if you want it to. And that was with the the gods that they can be made indestructible if you pay the Phyrexian mana, which we didn't really talk about any of them because I don't know that any of them. I don't play. think they're really good in CEDH. But yeah, I, I, I overall I would agree with you, Tyler, that this set is not doesn't have the most staples for cdh really really and i don't know about any staples for cdh but i think that's like a good thing like it's i'm okay with cdh cdh kind of like having a couple months to to breathe and, and figure itself out i'm just furious as a kin player that i didn't get some fat green or blue idiot for my kin deck that was like you know for like come on like now's the time the like closest thing we got was <sighs> that um that thing with toxic like the the big dinosaur but it's oh, like not yeah. good it's just no, like a it's key, not it's, good yeah, it's just yeah. bad unless do you want to do you want another thrun there's another thrun that they printed you could which you could it's use. worse than the first thrun it is yeah <laughs> did we miss anything so let us know tell us in the comments below I don't want to hear it. Don't tell me. Okay. Well, that's fine. Just leave that out. <laughs> Thanks for watching. If you'd like to support us directly, you can do so on Patreon like our $100 patrons. Demon of Razgriz and Baby Jeebus. If you want to pick up any Play to Win merch, you can do that at our website, playtowinmtg.com. If you want to support the channel without any additional cost to you, check out our affiliate links down below. If you want to become an ostrich, ask our mom. And if you want to see us on social media, you can do that at TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram for more content. Thank you so much for watching. See you next time. Bye. Justin. Eli Richty. Jason Perkins. Mansolo. Nikola Marikovic. Steven Schlichty. That Green Guy. Plantain Jackson. Isaiah Burles. Oh, God. Shit. I'm sorry. Michael Lyon. Pedro. Byron Wang. C. Kawaja A. Hamid. Jacob Deppi. CZ. Michael Ballou. Jan Wildfang. Sleepy Jarvis. Thomas Bueno. Swappy McGee. Lauren Connell. David Nelson. Vinny Blanca. Jormax. James Noon 845. And Moxfield. Moxfield. We were a little too negative. Feel free to trim that shit down. Yeah, some of the negative. That's, there's nothing, what else are we going to talk about? This, like, we're not going to be like lying. Like, what are we going to say? The cards are all good. Or like talk about you cards. You should play these, right? Uh, if we were talking about like only staples, I don't know if we were talking about any cards. Before we cut, which card of these do you think definitely sees play in a multiple of CDH decks? Multiple CDH decks? Yeah, like decks? that is like a playable CDH card. I... I saw zero. Uh, either they are their own deck, like Atraxa. Which is still more, probably worse. Or there's one specific archetype that wants it. What's like, what's your number one pick of the set? Cam, you go. My number one pick for the set is definitely Tyvar, the Jubilant Brawler. Yeah, I think this card uh, fits its niche incredibly perfectly, and I think that it is exactly what the decks are looking for once.
What about you, Tyler? What's your pick? I guess Mycosynth Gardens. I, I think um, the artifact ability is, is pretty relevant. Um, you don't want to be using um, filter lands like that for the most part, but um, that can do a lot in the right deck. Dude, I'm honestly, I don't know. I think I'm going to be with you. I think Tyvar, but I'm not sure if I'm being a little too optimistic about the card. I, I, I'm not sure if it's actually good because just three mana just does seem like a lot. I think you're being more optimistic about the rest of the set. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> 